Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready. Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports. I'm Dakota. And it's Tyler. Sunday. It is Sunday. And it's cold. As usual. 23rd of Jan today. Chilly, nippy. There's your meteorologist report for today. <laughs> we have sad things to talk about from last night's games. Sad, sad things. Some sad things from some games, some good things from some games. We got UFC fights to talk about. Some drama after the fact. Tyler's parlay's dead. We, we got... Uh, Recaps and precaps. Yep. And we're going to start with something different today. We Again. got the top TV shows, best TV shows you've seen that are forgotten about. From our child and adolescent days. Either, well, some of them. Mine are. Mine are all from like kid to teen because I didn't really watch many TV shows after that. Some of these. We're in the army. If you're our age, you're going to say potentially not forgotten about. But I talked to some. Some younger kids, and uh, they have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of uh, TV, the shit that we're going to talk about is oh fuck I remember that. There's also some shows that were on the edge that I was like I don't feel like that's forgotten about, and then I looked at it and they ended in like 2014. Like I almost put How I Met Your Mother on here because it ended so long ago. It's I fall asleep to it every night on Hulu. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if people watch it. Probably so not this era. Probably not. So that's kind of the that's kind of the range I'm talking about. If you're one like that, it's like that's not forgotten about. I think it might be. We were talking about TV shows the other day, and we were like, "Wait, we should talk about this." Forgotten shows for me, it's got to be for from when I was a kid. The majority of them, and adolescent, teenage days are as well. Uh, shows that just make you go, "Oh fuck, I forgot about that." That's all we're gonna do. We're gonna we got a list this morning. We're gonna start it with some free shit and just. Chill before we start talking about sports. Because tempers are going to flare when we talk about sports today. So we need to start this with some calm, <laughs> set the mood type shit and get some laughs going. That's the approach for this morning. I got one that I'm pretty fucking pumped about. There was a deep pull, and I don't think many people liked it. So okay, it may not be as good <clears> to you, but when I remembered it, I was like, holy shit. I forgot all about that show. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so. Mm-hmm. Please head to the website and look up all of our interviews that are on there. We got both players on there. You use Spotify, here it is. You use Apple, here it is. We got them both up on there. We got every single interview up there. I don't think I got the Bray one up there yet. We're, I'm going to get that added to the website. Uh, if you have not listened to the Break Eric episode yet. You're wrong. Go back to the last episode and listen to the Break Eric interview. It was fucking sick. And then share it. And if you want to see it, it's on our YouTube. And then share that. And then share that too. Because we need this to spread like wildfire. So much like the last list. This may, if we can think of enough topics, this may be a reoccurring thing. Just a non-sports related rankings, just because it always ends up with a good conversation. It does. Much like last time, I have a clear number one, and then the rest of it's all pretty much number two. Like, all the rest of them are pretty much on the same level. But number one, I fucking loved it, and I bring it up consistently every time somebody talks about a show that people forgot about. Okay. Parental Control on MTV. I didn't even remember that was the thing. I fucking love that show. It was... Whoa, that just reminded me of fucking Next. 
That's on my list. <laughs> oh, yes. That just reminded me of Next. People would have a fit if Next was on today. Oh, my God. Because there'd be some homely-looking motherfuckers walk off that bus, and when they stepped on the ground, they're like, Next, get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like you strictly based off your looks. Yeah. People can handle that now. I will not sexually reproduce with you because you are not (laughs) as good looking as me. The amount of shows used to be on MTV that would not be okay. Oh, my God. I forgot about parental control. I don't even remember what parental control was. Parental control was one where they had the parents had or the the, their kid had a terrible boyfriend or girlfriend, whether it be because they're assholes or just lazy. Oh, and they bring other dates into they they picked three out of like 30. To set him up on dates. I remember. They, they watched the dates with. And they were watching it uh, b- the boyfriend with the producer. Oh, it was fucking I remember. hysterical. It yes. was super cringy show, and that's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking sick. I forgot all about that show. What that is get? a good one. What do you got for number one? Uh, my number one is Fear Factor. Great show. Excellent show. Sick show. Loved it. Uh, Talking about Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's where I remember Joe Rogan from. 60 pounds ago. Yeah. At least. Yeah. With hair. I don't know if it's on any streaming thing, is it? I don't know. They brought it back, and Ludacris was the host. And then they were thought they brought it back with, I don't know, Joe Rogan's way too big to do it again. Yeah, he's he's. But that show that. That was the shit. fantastic. Watching motherfuckers jump off buses onto a moving car and then have to, like, this shit was awesome. Yeah, see, the, like, I get that's a legitimate fear, like, heights and all that shit, but, like, compared to what the, some of the shit they ate. Like when they had to dip in those big ass tanks and there'd just be fish parts and animal parts, yeah. they'd have to eat a fish eye or something. Like, I think uh, you, I think you can get over the heights and stuff. It's the spiders for me. Can't eat any, uh, just put people in boxes with like. With like remember the, when they put the, the thing tanks? on their head? Yes. With, like, and the, there's just the hissing cockroaches mm, in there. Boy, that was brutal. They're watching them eat the cockroaches. Oh, and I'm pretty sure it was for like fifty grand. <sighs> Not to say that's nothing. Obviously, Back, that was I'd probably value that at about buck fifty but, today's money. With ta- assuming that's filmed in Cal- California for the most part, the taxes outrageous, and the amount of shit you had to, like you you're not gonna be the same you're not gonna be the same for like a week. Like, that's gonna fuck, <laughs> that's your gonna fuck your up mind for up. a while. It fucked my mind up seeing spiders and shit in my dreams. But yeah, number one for me was Fear Factor. I watched it every single day, every single day when I'd get home. Uh, yes, that's mine. Number two is gonna get good pop at this table. I don't know if anybody else is gonna know what the fuck it is, but it's called the Wild Man. <laughs> I forgot about Call the Wild I Man. Fucking, we used to watch. We used to record Call the Wild <laughs> we Man. Did I almost put Lizard Lick towing on this list because of that? <laughs> I didn't. Lizard Lick was fucking but sick. It did come up. It was terrible, but it was but so it was good. Fucking hilarious. You have all the people that are like, "Oh, it's stupid," because it's fake. No shit. Yeah, but, but then you had the other side that was like, "No, it's real. It's one hundred percent real. It's not real." Bobby running around beating motherfuckers' asses. <laughs> <laughs> he throws the lamest looking punches too. It was fucking funny, though. It was good. It was a great show. So, Call the Wild Man. Call the Wild Man was fucking sick. Also known as Turtle Man and Turtle Mom. Yep. He would take bags of dog food for payment. Mm-hmm. He'd be he, like, oh, payment for retrieving this full-grown <laughs> alligator from my basement was $12 and oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> well, I'll never forget the one where he uh, got a snake out of the pipes or whatever. He got the snake out, and his payment was he got to use the jacuzzi for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it was real or not. Like I that, don't either. That son of a bitch might have taken that as payment. Can you imagine the the homeowners? If Neil's getting in the well, tub be with left him. in that. <laughs> his buddy Neil. Neil. Motherfucker had about six teeth and one good eye. That's so much passed away. And they had moment of silence for Neil. 
Somebody's up there right now. He was now. Tournament's number one fan. Tornado it, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that sandwich in the bag and have him just sit there and spin it. So whatever animal's in that sack is good and pissed off. Never forget him standing in fucking ponds with his hand out just getting a bead. <laughs> What's funny is on that show, I think you saw him catch an actual turtle like three times. Yeah. It was usually like possums and all kinds of Remember shit. Remember when he caught a deer that was in that grocery that store? That motherfucker had no fear though. No. Whether it be out of stupidity or meth i don't know but it was <laughs> he had no fear for neil it was meth yeah <laughs> neil stood off to the side till the situation was well in hand and then he he'd stretch out the bag and he throw it in <laughs> he was scared every time yeah he didn't want any part of it um i had married with children married with children's a good one i loved al bundy it's pretty good loved the show the daughter was hot Mm-hmm. Uh, the mom wasn't half bad. In a weird way. In a weird way, yes. It was a weird way. Yeah. And in nothing else. It was the part, I think. Yes. She was supposed to be the trophy wife. Well, she was in Sons of Anarchy, too. Yeah. Yeah, she was a terrible person in that show. I mean, she was supposed to be. Right. But good God. Yeah, I thought horrible. Married with Children was hilarious. Yeah, she kind of had that in Sons of Anarchy, too, I guess. Yeah. Much wrinklier She's version. good-looking older gal. Yeah, but I hit it. <laughs> Uh, number three I had on my list was next. Next, excellent show. Awesome show, excellent show. So I'll go to the next one. Uh, we got to argue afraid of the dark. Wow, watching, I forgot about that. If you watched that on Nickelodeon, that shit was like goosebumps was hot in the streets at that point. <laughs> but are you afraid of the dark? Was I can think of a few of them that legitimately scared the shit out of me. Tell us from the crypt, scared me. That hung, yeah, stuff like that that just hung with you. As a that kid, show? didn't take much. Oh yeah, well, some bitch jump out of the fucking. Out of the coffin. Dude, oh, I can fuck remember off. one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where it was like a mirrors episode. Like you walked in front of a mirror and it showed you your face differently. Like as a fucking creepy thing. You don't realize how many mirrors you see on a daily basis until you're scared of them. And you cannot <laughs> fucking avoid them. <laughs> oh, man. You, you remembered all the MTV all the MTV shit. I forgot all about the MTV shit. Well, Are You Afraid of the Dark was No, like I know, started. but like the next and, yeah. the, and the parental control and all that shit. There was another one. What was? Room Raiders. What's the other one? What was uh, Fear Factor on? Was that Spike? I think it was on Spike at one point. I don't know if it was on like FX or what it started on. I've, FX was a thing at that point. I don't know. I remember being on Spike, but that, that was probably the la- on the latter years. Yeah. Oh, are you afraid of the dark? I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Uh, my favorite go-to TV show as a kid when I get home from off the bus, I get home, I turn on Recess. Recess was good. I liked Recess a lot. And Dexter's Laboratory. That's also on this list. <laughs> Dexter's Lab was fucking good. Yes. Speaking, like, the, uh, you want to talk about what you watched when you got off the bus? There's two shows back-to-back, and I watched them both every day. And this is where I started with the whole, like, it's definitely, we haven't forgotten about it, but I think it is still, and it's a shame, was Home Improvement. That's my number. That's the next one. Right there on the top. Home Improvement, and then Yes Dear came on after it, and I fucking loved Yes Dear too. And what's odd is a lot of these, like, Sitcoms like Yes Dear, Everybody Loves Raymond type shit. So I mentioned Yes Dear, and somebody at work was like, "What was that about?" They're all about they're all about. I I don't know. It was just a family. I can tell you who was in it. Full House, same thing. But it was just normal everyday life. We also didn't get to R.I.P. Bob Saget. Moment of silence for Bob Saget. Apparently, Dakota didn't really love Bob Saget. I thought he was funny. No, I don't. I did not. But the the his ability to pull off the. All American Dad on Full House, and then have just 
ridiculously raunchy stand-up and yes. be able to separate the two is impressive. Yes. Nowadays, they'd cancel you off Full House for having a stand-up. <laughs> Vulgar stand-up. Ask Dave Chappelle. You let him be around kids? I'm going to tell you a secret. The things that are not acceptable to say around kids are said around kids every day. Yes. And he's also a fucking comedian. Correct. Don't cancel a comedian for being funny. The Grow shit up. that's funny is D- the controversial Oh my shit. God, could you imagine Toshin nowadays? No. <laughs> no, I listened to Daniel Tosh on the way back from Florida for a while. And like, I obviously knew that his shit was rough, but every, like every third thing you would say, I was like, God damn, this is brutal. Daniel Tosh is funny as fuck. Tosh and they gave him his own TV show to do it on yes. national television. Tosh, Tosh Bono, I loved watching. It was brutal. Like that's, and that's talent, too. I mean, I know you're talking about vidges and stuff, but to just be up there by yourself with the green screen and just keep rolling that shit out yes. for how long they did it, that was impressive. Uh, I have Charmed. Charmed was good. They were all hot. Kind of in that same vein. I had it. I thought of it, but it didn't put it on the list. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I watched that. Oh, yeah. I watched that a lot, too. Yes. Yes. Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes. I have on here the most, probably the most popular forgotten about show which i even watched i carly i ain't ashamed I, to admit it i carly nez declassified schools nez declassified yep Love watch that, that too probably the most popular forgotten about show which kind of doesn't make sense rocket power oh yes fantastic show rocket power's good stuff rocket power's good stuff doug doug was good uh cat dog cat dog was i good. fucked with cat dog i fucked with cat dog heavy apparently and what's the little some bitch dog that was scared Courage, Courage Cowardly, Cowardly Dog. Dog. That was a good one. Yes. Apparently, people either loved or hated Cat Dog. I was not aware this was a, a divisive conversation. I didn't either. But apparently, it is. Wow. When I mentioned it, there were several people that said that show sucked. They're wrong. <laughs> Context matters. And where we were at at that time watching it matters. Yeah. Because now, if we turn on half the shit that we thought was good when we were kids, it's ass. Yeah, you don't. You don't it's not funny it. anymore. You, you just, just don't it, do it. Let it be a memory. I tried to watch Andy Griffith's show the other day. Because when I was a kid, my pop always made me watch it. I thought it was so cool. And now I turned it on, and I was like, this is this is terrible. This <laughs> sucks. Um, Walker, Texas Ranger. That was a good one. I enjoyed Walker, Texas Ranger a lot. Now, this this next one is he was the, the white He was the white Bruce Lee. That motherfucker <laughs> out there kung fuing that shit up with a badge on. Yeah. This next one is the one I'm very proud of remembering, and I fucking loved this show. I don't think it was on very long, so I don't know if you know what it is. I you probably don't. Remember Chalk Zone? I do remember Chalk Zone. Chalk yes, Zone I do. was the shit. Yes. Dude, it had a magic piece of chalk. Whatever mm-hmm. he drew came to life. It was fucking awesome. Yes, I do remember that. You remember uh, Animaniacs? I do. I remember the Animaniacs video game on Super Nintendo, and that shit was hard. Pissed me off. That was the first, I think that was probably the first time <laughs> that, me that started the whole throwing the controller as a kid. <laughs> that or Battletoads. Uh, that one was a problem. Tomb Raider for me did it. Tomb Raider. That was a good one. Um, I think the last. Well, that's all I have on here. My honorable mention. I had an honorable mention, and it was uh, Family Matters. That's a good one. I got. I said Home Improvement. Yes, dear. I got Scrubs. I never watched. I used to watch Scrubs quite a bit. House. Never watched House. You never watch House. Mm-hmm. I still watch House. Roadhouse. Random. <laughs> Not Roadhouse. <laughs> House is good. It's, it's probably my favorite medical type show. Well, you did used to watch ER a lot, too, and that was on. Did you know there was a TV show with Barney from How Much Your Mother when he was a kid? Doogie Hauser? Yes. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. Terry told me about it last week. Yeah. I was like, Barney from How Much Your Mother? He's like, I don't know who that is. I told him Neil Patrick Harris. He, oh, oh, that 
from uh, Doogie House or whatever. That little when he was a kid. What the fuck is that, Terry? Apparently, it was in the eighties. Yeah. I put on here because we talked about it last time. Robin Big. Oh, classic! Forgot about classic. It. it is very forgotten. And then I got Lost. Lost was good. That was a never seen big it. ordeal. It it was good. The ending very controversial. People loved it. Or didn't. <laughs> Uh, I always wish I always wish that I watched uh, Survivor, yeah, or Amazing Race. I always wish that I watched that back in the day, but now I'm so far past it that it, what's the point in watching it? I don't know. I still love those type of reality shows. I watch about anything. You love reality shows. I do. I fucking love it. Because you used to watch uh, what's that? Big Brother. Watch Big Brother a little bit. What was? For fuck's sakes, started. you still watch that stupid fucking show. Mostly because I'm assuming Emily, I'm gonna probably guess that. But the uh The Bachelor. Oh no, the Bachelor's good. Like if you if you the like you doing? if you like like cringy people fighting with each other, like drama with competition, which is fucking fantastic. What's not to love? You can do it. We we used to, we do it at work. We haven't done it in a couple seasons, but we used to do a, like a fantasy type deal where you pick, you draw names, and the person that wins at the end gets the most money. You're out of control. Gets all the money. It was fucking awesome. Um, last one I got, Reba. Oh, I watched Reba every day. Reba was a good show. I watched it in Tennessee when we were in fucking yes. Fort Campbell. I was still watching it. I I also thought about putting... Cheyenne was a fox. I used to think she was super hot in the early years. Yeah. I, also, I was also going to put... Uh, Reba's kind of tell you about a portion of our lives here. Uh, Maury, Jerry Springer, Steve oh, Wilkos. God, Only yes. because when we got to Fort Campbell, the cable that came with the apartment, because we was broke as fuck, couldn't afford anything else, that you watch what came on. Yes. So we had a run there of Jerry Springer, Maury, Steve Wilkos, and we would plan our day around it. Like when we get home, we got to eat dinner before Steve Wilkos comes <laughs> on because we got to watch it. Yeah, he was the bouncer from uh, Jerry Springer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Did you know fucking the dude from Dr. Oz, the TV show? The Dr. Mm. Oz, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Is running for fucking Senate. That's not surprising. He is running for a political, I don't remember which one it is, but it's because of all the vaccine stuff. He's like, I, I need, I'm running for it and I'm going to fucking. What the fuck? Dr. Oz, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we're about to have a consistent number of celebrities running for something. Well, at least he's a doctor. I guess. You don't have. At least there's that. Kane is like a. Was he a mayor in a town in Tennessee? Was just fucking Arnold wild. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no, that was at hand. <laughs> what the fuck was that? that? Told everybody this is a bad idea. We also have to publicly shame Carhartt for being told you don't have to do the vaccine mandates no more, and coming out and saying no, we're still doing it. Mostly because if y'all, I don't know, it's mostly just because of the people who actually like Carhartt, it's the people who wear it. The people like us and and you know yeah, you're going directly against the majority yeah. of your support. Yeah, it's the blue collar crowd that wears this shit. We're out here, you know, it, it's durable enough to where we can w- work in warehouses in the field and shit, and it withstands the field. Like, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you a secret. Uh, the Brazos brand stuff, it's super cheap. I think it's at Walmart, just as durable. What is it, it Brazos? Just, it just didn't have. Maybe think of Brazos. Got me excited. Not that. <laughs> I will say, like we we talked about it briefly beforehand. We stopped this. So we talk about it on here. If you burn your Carhartt shit, you do what you want. 
You look foolish. It's the same same logic I have people burning jerseys. I get the point behind it. It's just a symbol. But it doesn't. They don't care. They don't care. And Carhartt's expensive. It is expensive. And you just set it on fire. And guess what? When it gets cold, maybe going to regret it. Unless you have a quick substitution. I will not. I will not be supporting Carhartt no more. As I hope most people who stand on anything, if they believe with what I believe, then they should probably do the same. If you don't, you don't really give a fuck. Who cares? So be it. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to buy anything in the future, I get that hundred percent. It's the burning shit you already have that doesn't make any sense to me. You yeah, fucking, just, fucking give it away. I'll just be putting it in a tote and throwing it in the garage. Just that's, that's all do what do. George says. Just give it away. Somebody, uh, some homeless soul somewhere, uh, don't give a fuck about what they stand for. They want to be warm. If you ain't going to use it, by all means, just donate it. It's just like Adam Calhoun said in a video he put out. He said, uh, "I should have known. I should have known." Once I was walking around the mall. And I saw a bunch of kids working at Jamba Juice wearing Carhartt hats and shirts. I should have known this has gone from actual workers' clothes to a trend. Oh, it's definitely trendy. It's now a trendy clothes. He said, I should have fucking known when I saw the Jamba Juice employee wearing it. Yes. But that's uh, any, anything that gets big anymore is going to become a fashion statement. Yeah, now it's just a bunch of hipsters wearing it to, I don't know. But I don't, I don't agree with you infringing on people's rights and telling people what they have to do. That is uh, Xi Jinping's way of doing things. Uh, and as they say in the new song from Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun, New World Order, Make America China, that is absolutely fucking happening. Uh, Carhartt, you're on board with it, clearly. So, get fucked. Just had to publicly shout that out. Get fucked, Carhartt. I'll be switching to Dickies. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas won a basketball game. They got another dub. Again. And we said, I said... <laughs> They win this game. I'm, I'm starting to turn my tables here. Yeah, you beat A and M was pretty impressive. They did take overtime. They did jump out to an early lead. I say take takes overtime makes it sound like I'm disappointed that it took overtime. The fucking win is win. And at the end of the day, they were fifteen and three. They were right there with us on the first four out. Yeah, in bracketology, but they. To this point, they have looked like a better team. Several moments in that game were big time. Let's go ahead and start with you and Jalen Williams. Where are we at? I'm eating some crow. (laughs) I'm eating some crow because he is the nucleus for the team. Yeah. Uh, He provides the spark, the energy, the passion. The whole crowd goes fucking nuts whenever he starts getting into it. He's the person diving across the floor for a loose ball. He's the person eating the fucking glass. And when he gets up and starts cheesing, everybody starts to get happy. Everybody yes. starts to be fired up. That shit is what are they, uh, contagious. Yes. You see him out there getting all pumped up, getting an M1, and he fucking gets all juiced and then just smiles at the crowd. Oh, yeah, that'll make you fucking smile. Well, they smile. showed his stat sheet last night, which is pretty impressive. And then they were like, and the best part about it is you, there's a, a lot, the majority of his benefit to the team you can't put on a stat sheet. So when you start adding that with production, with production, he had six steals and three blocks. Yeah, and I think at this point they are, if he takes a charge, the officials are like, well, it's got to be a charge. It's, it's a charge because there was one last night that was super questionable that they gave to him, and I think in their minds like, whoop, Jalen Williams, he had to be set. It's got to be a charge. I'm okay with it. Yeah, Jalen Williams is. I mean, you always like to root for the guys who are from here playing. Mm-hmm. KK, Jackson, 
I guess I'll fuck myself. <laughs> but Jalen Williams is from Little Rock, so it's nice to see a guy from here. And he wasn't no bum either. He was, I think he was like a top 150 recruit too. So, I don't know. I'm eating crow. And you know what? I'm happy to eat the crow. Absolutely. I am. Part, I will scarf that crow right down because <laughs> he's out there doing, like you said, the Draymond Green type shit. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what we need whenever we have guys that are four for 10 and two for 12 from the field. And Jalen Williams is not giving up a fucking second. The thing that does make me feel good is there wasn't any, outside of Jalen Williams, there wasn't any, nobody just took over the game. No. Devo Davis, one for five. Amude, five for 14. Uh, J.D. Note, six for 21. And two for 10 from three. Not good. Leading the SEC in scoring still. But with nobody really taking over the game. No tails had five turnovers. Yeah. And we're still winning games. If we can win games playing average basketball, we'll say. If it starts to click, we're in business. If it doesn't, we're still fucking winning games. So until we play like this and just can and go on a losing streak, I feel pretty good about it. I also see the boneheaded fan base on Twitter saying we will beat Kentucky and Auburn this no, year. We won't. No, the fuck we won't. Uh, listen, folks, it's good that we're getting some dubs. Don't get me wrong. And would we love to see us beat Kentucky and Auburn? Fuck yeah, absolutely we would. But did anybody watch the Auburn and Kentucky game yesterday? I did. No fucking shot. Zero chance. Kentucky game may be close. I don't think the Auburn game will be. No. <laughs> Auburn is waxing people. They got a seven foot one dude down low, white dude, who is everything that Connor Vanover wishes he could be. <laughs> he actually has some weight to him. White dude, uh, good around the rim. He was he was fucking killing Kentucky last night. Uh or yesterday. It was during the day. It was a midday game. Uh yeah, but he is very fuck good. He had like seventeen points and sixteen rebounds. They they can shoot. Their guards can fucking shoot from the three. They were hitting step backs all fucking day. Kentucky would Looked like they could come back into it, and then Auburn would come down and hit a fucking big three right on their face. Yeah, we, we can't hang with them. They beat Kentucky by nine. Yeah, we can't hang with them. The the oop from Devo to Tony, the Nasty. one-handed little... How'd was, fuck, was fucking awesome. And obviously, the dunk at the end of the overtime... I am all for it. Was a, a, a game icing poster was fucking sweet. The announcer can shut his pie hole. Also... Shout out to whoever had their finger on the button for the fireworks. And shot oh, them yes. You shot them off right at the dunk. It's fucking awesome. Lights went out. Fireworks go off. They thought oh. the game had ended. By the way, there's over a second left. <laughs> but it was funny. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. I'm all for it. Don't care. Dribble the clock out. We're up by one. It's, it's over. You can dribble it out. Fuck no. Amude says, I'm going to go put this on his head. He's been talking all game. Red running his fucking pie hole. I'm going to go down there and stuff it right down it. I'm all for it. That game... Got crazy enough there at the end because right before, at the end of regulation, I think, ball went out of bounds. It's going to be Arkansas's ball, and they reviewed it. Went out of bounds on Arkansas. A&M gets an inbound pass. Games, what was it? And the dude threw it. It was like 68-66 at that point. He threw it the length of the court inbounds right to Jalen Williams. There was no fucking A&M player over there. I don't know what happened into that game because when I looked at ESPN – it, we were up like 66 to 62 with one minute left. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, we ended this shit. It's over. Hmm. Oh, see, when I was watching, I was watching it for a while. And I was watching the Arkansas game on my phone. 
the fights on the tablet and then and Green, the Bay, Green Bay game on the TV. And by the time I looked down at the Arkansas game, there was 1.2 seconds left and it was tied. So I don't know what happened in between there. Either. There was way too much going on last night. But at the point that overtime started, I I pretty much focused in on that. Same. Because the, the Green Bay game had plenty of time left and the main fight, the good fights hadn't started yet. Arkansas wins. 76, 70, 73. Who we got next? I don't know. We had Georgia coming up sometime soon, but I don't think that's next. Uh, West, West Virginia? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Okay. And then West Virginia. At Ole Miss and then home against West Virginia. That West Virginia game. Bud Walton's going to be wild. I don't know how the game goes, but they're going to be there. I think West Virginia must have just lost because they're 13-5 now. Uh, yeah, they got waxed by Texas Tech, who is 18 in the country. Hmm. They lost to Baylor by nine. Right Still a big-name school coming to Fayetteville. It'll be – Damn, they're on a three-game losing streak. They lost to Kansas by like 30. Ugh. Lost to Baylor by nine, then lost to Texas Tech by 13. That's a tough stretch there. That's tough. That is a tough stretch. And then they get OU, Arkansas, and Baylor again. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, you ain't no pushovers. They're twelve and seven, but they fucking fight, as we saw. Yeah. They just lost to Kansas by three on the eighteenth. I watched that game. That game was sick. That white boy from Kansas hit that fucking elbow three and ended it. But it was a tie game with ten seconds left. Kansas goes down, and hits a three. That's oh, you was right there with Kansas. So I do know what happened at the end of the Arkansas game when I turned it back on. What tied it? A fucking wide open three. Drained it. Tie ball game. Overtime we win. But. Whoa. What happened there? You meant to press it and you didn't press it. I think I pressed it and unpressed it at the same. I think so too. Same time. We got two two ways we can go. Either UFC or NFL. You talk a little UFC. UFC. And then we'll round it out with NFL. NFL fans, stick through this because we got a lot to talk about with NFL. Future. The futures of certain players we need to discuss. So stick through it. We're going to talk a little UFC and then it's football time. Mm-hmm. UFC 270. This was interesting for several reasons. We're going to talk co-main and main event because to the majority of anybody listening for UFC talk, that's the only thing you cared about. Brandon Moreno and Davidson Figueredo fought the trilogy First fight, draw. Second fight, Moreno gets the belt by submission. And here we go again. And it was a, this fight will be front runner for fight of the year for quite some time. As our friend Joey said last night. They just beat the piss out of each other the whole time. And it went to decision. And I was 100% sure that Moreno had the victory. Because he just kept... He kept pressure the whole time. He did not have the big moments like Figueredo did. Figueredo was was picking his shots, I guess. But he landed some big shots. And he won by decision for the belt, which was surprising. I They immediately said they're talking about fighting the fourth time since there's no... I mean, it wasn't, there's still a grudge match to be had because they're one and one with the draw. Nobody's ever fought four times in a row. So I would imagine they do. If they wanted to fight... Figueredo said he wanted to fight him again in Mexico, which Moreno's the first Mexican-born champion. So I'm sure that'd be a big deal. If they had to make that happen, that'd be awesome. Then you get to the main event. 
which was Francis Ganu and Cyril Gone, which all week I was siding with Gone because he was super technical. He has the power. And I thought it could outlast him. And it looked like that was going to happen very early on. We restarted our transition music there. Run it back. First round, they're usually heavyweight fight. First round, they just sit there and feel each other out the whole time. That wasn't so much the case in this one. It's normal. Ngannou was throwing some big shots. And after watching flyweights fight, and then immediately going to heavyweights, you realize how fucking fast flyweights' hands are. Because the first couple shots that were thrown in that main event... It's like, God, this is, they're so slow. And then you realize how fucking hard they're swinging. They, I don't remember what it was. It was like a sports science type deal. And they figured up how much, like trying to figure up how hard Francis Gunner's punches are. They figured about 93 horsepower. <laughs> Jesus. You know how many horsepower a smart car has? Like 82. <laughs> Means you'd be better off getting hit by a fucking smart car. Anyway. First round ends. And Ngannou was... Mouth breathing heavily. He was, he looked fucking gassed. Came out in the second round, and everything he threw also looked like he was gassed. And I thought at that point, it was the beginning of the end. Gom was going to wait him out, pick him apart, become the unified, or not unified, the undisputed heavyweight champion. Because he's the interim champion right now. By the way, the interim championship belt should be silver. If we're going to make it a thing, make it fucking silver. Because yeah, it's not the real one. Yeah. Most people, I feel like, the casual fan of the UFC, look at the main event last night and think that was fucking boring. Because everybody wants to see, myself included, wants to see heavyweight stand there and just try to knock this shit out of each other. And there was moments of that. If the fight went to the ground, going into the fight, I was like, all right, if Gon gets him to the ground, I don't know what's going to happen because I've never seen Francis go to the ground. He's 100%. He's never gone to decision in the UFC. They went to the ground a lot. Uh, Nganu fucking body slammed Cyril Gone. Like, picked him up, flipped him, flipped that thing down and reversed it, <laughs> threw the fucking mat. And then he took him down about four more times and won by decision. Did not see that coming whatsoever. Did not see that being a strategy of his. And to be honest with you, I don't know, that it, I don't know how much it was going into the fight, but it quickly turned that way. And once he started taking him down, he just kept going for it. And he was like... Like, he looked like he was doing it on, like, he was executing it very well. Like, Joe Rogan, everybody was super surprised that he was, they were like, oh, my God, he's doing jujitsu. Like, it just seems unfair because he just, he has 93 horsepower in his hands, so why the fuck would you go to the ground? But the main thing from that fight is, you know, everybody, you win the belt, Danny comes out, slaps his title on you. He did not. He did not go into the octagon to put the belt around and got his waist. I don't know if you've been seeing all this shit about the contract coming up for Ngannou. They have to figure out his contract. They've been talking about him not being with the UFC anymore. Everybody's talking about him taking the belt, taking his ball and going home. He's mentioned several times he wants to box. Joe Rogan asked him about it after the fight if he wanted to box. And I kind of expected him to kind of dance around the question. He didn't. He was like, boxing's always in the back of my head. It's like something I want to do before I end my career. It's like I don't have forever. So I'm definitely interested in it. Which which is would make sense why Tyson Fury put up that thing of him and Nganu boxing. <clears throat> After hearing Francis say that he wants to do some boxing, Tyson Fury's like, oh, I'm all in for this cash. You want to talk about, naturally, I side with Tyson Fury. I mean, the majority of Nganu's success has been, I mean, almost all of it with his hands, but uh, Tyson Fury's like, if, if Tyson Fury's running two people in his sport, 
it's hard to believe that somebody from outside of the sport is going to come in and beat him. I will definitely be watching that fight. Yeah, I'd be sick. Somebody will die. Yeah, it'd and be it, sick. Somebody will get their actual block knocked off. Yes. Maybe he's maybe he put it out there for contract negotiations. Maybe he's fucking serious. Maybe he won't be there anymore. John Jones tweeted out last night during that fight. He's like, shit, maybe I'll just re- enjoy retirement. I saw that tweet. And then he came back and said, at the end of the day, I'm fucking up either one of these guys. D- Which You're never getting a chance to fight again, dude. I don't think we'll see John Jones fight again. No. I could be wrong, but I don't know. He did not. Dana did not put the belt on Francis, and there was no post-fight press conference from Dana, which I've also never seen. Hmm. So this this contract negotiation is going to be spicy. Yes. You have the champion of the heavyweight division who may or may not be under contract going forward. I have no idea what happens. I think Dana needs to do his best to fucking get it back. And I don't know anybody that poses a bigger threat to him in the heavyweight division than Cyril Gaon again. I mean, Ty Tuivasa is coming up the ranks, but I don't think that... I don't want to see Ty and, yeah. and Gaon fight anytime soon. I love Ty Tuivasa. He had one of those problems. It's, it's different. Like, that motherfucker... They, they, those are huge individuals in that ring last night. I very much enjoyed the fight. I'm sure there's people that didn't because of the nature of how it went, but it was a good fight. The great and Moreno will be fight of the year probably till fucking at least October. Like it was it was a good fucking fight. But that's all I got on that. Blue button time. I'll say the blue button for the blue button sport. Because it's NF fucking L. NF fucking L. It's also a little more somber. The blue button's a little more somber. I'm feeling somber. As you should. What the fuck happened? I don't know. Here I was talking up the Niners only against the Cowboys. Said it's a bad matchup for the Cowboys. Technically, it's a bad matchup for Green Bay, too. I just figured they would, they had enough firepower to overcome it. They didn't. Nope. What's the final score? 13 to 10? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? They said, oh, both number one seeds are now done. I'm going to say something. People may not like it. The Titans were never a one seed. Mm, I don't know nah. how it happened. No. Nah. They were the fourth best team in the AFC. At best. It's Kansas City, Buffalo, Bengals, and then Titans. But we're not talking about the Titans. No, we're not. We're talking, we're, we're we're, talking about Green Bay. We're talking about the last time we see number 12 and Green. Uh, we're talking Green. about Jordan Love's Green Bay Packers. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> we might be talking about Aaron Rodgers' 49ers next year. That would look bad on him, though, to go join that, that team. And that's why I said be beforehand, I said it like two or three episodes. Yeah, somewhere in there. I said, what if they lose? And then he gets, goes to the Niners. People are going to, like, people don't have to have a reason to come after Aaron Rodgers. That people will have a fucking field day. They're, like, all, they're already having a field day saying, can you can you uh, believe the fan base out there that really thinks that this fucking guy can hang with Tom Brady? There's and, also people saying that maybe the Niners aren't regretting drafting Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Stuff it. <laughs> okay? That's foolish. I, you can look at the postseason success and say that. I get, I get where you're pulling that argument from out of your ass. You don't think the Niners would take all the fucking regular season success? Like, if your chances to get into the same, you don't want to win every fucking regular season game you can? Because that's what that guy does. Well, 
I can no longer say he's the goat. I can't. Because that, that, that was my belief. Well, I still... I said it. I don't know how many times we've talked it's about dead it for me on here or otherwise. Like I, I still like Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. I still think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback ever, strictly based off of athletic ability. Like there's and the the way I always separate the two is there are throws that Aaron Rodgers makes that Tom Brady can't. That's the only difference. The greatest comes with accolades, in my opinion. Like your your hardware, your success, everything that you can show, all time great. Like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I still think Aaron Rodgers is the best, but I don't know where we go from here. I was, I was before this game. I was convinced he was coming back to Green Bay. I don't think there's any chance that happens now. Nope. Also, I saw on the way over here that what was it? Matt Lafleur makes no fucking sense. Why do you keep putting A.J. Dillon in the fucking game and he gets one yard over and over and over and over and over and over? They just keep putting him in. A.J. Dillon is a problem. He is For a Green huge, Bay? No. He is a huge not good. problem. That's extreme. Aaron Jones is way fucking better, and Aaron they use Jones Aaron Jones as if he's good. not good. He's the one they gave $50 million to. He's the one that is actually good. <laughs> he caught that huge fucking pass on the sideline there at the end of the first half they just completely forgot about him yeah i don't know when if he goes to san francisco you're going to get a lot of kevin durant graphics with him side by side which i we've talked about on here it's different but it's going to well be you bad. won't have to because he's, he's going to go to pittsburgh so it doesn't matter i think there's almost no chance that happens he's going to go to denver yeah aj aj Dillon had more yards to carry than Aaron Jones was kind of surprising. What about receiving? At Denver, well, that one pass for Aaron Jones skewed it a lot. He, was, I think he was, uh, he, he was like four number. for 130 there for a bit. Yeah, he had nine receptions for 129 yards. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I did bad. it again. We've knocked it over once. I still think Denver, but it's the Niners going to run here. Which I mean, I, they only won because they in blocked the a fucking punt. The the Packers special teams have been bad all year. It's been terrible. It's all time bad. It's horrible. And apparently, I saw a picture afterwards on the game winning field goal. The Packers had ten people on the field. Now, it was a forty five yard field goal, so I'm inclined to believe there was not somebody waiting to return it. But if that's why they were out of the picture and there was somebody standing under the goalpost, I I guess I get it. Like you want one last chance to pull it off, but if he misses it, you're going to fucking overtime. You gotta like your chances in overtime. Yeah, I like my chances with Robbie Gold kicking a 40-fucking-yarder. Right. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Blocked a goddamn punt for a touchdown. That was it. Because Jimmy Grapes looked bad. Oh, it was an ugly game. Aaron Rodgers did not look great. I was so frustrated for such a long time during that game. I mean, the Packers came out in the beginning <clears throat> of the game and, and very much established a run because they got ran all over. In their in their game against the Niners was it two years ago, and they came out and they had like three completions of over ten yards to Devontae, and they just fucking ran it down their throat. I think I think Aaron finished with like twenty for twenty nine with two hundred something twenty for twenty nine two hundred twenty five yards no touchdowns. Yeah, pick. No, no pick. Mm-mm. Oh, must be thinking of all of Tannehill's 
rolling over and <laughs> making me think it's Green Bay. I mean, they had they had turnovers. They, I think they had two fumbles. But I don't know. I said I think I said on here before that there's no bad matchups left. The Niners went in. That excites me zero. None. It would be fucking crazy. It would, it would be bad for the Super Bowl. Because, like I said, whoever wins the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. But you look at the teams that the Niners would have to go through to get there, starting with the last week of the season, having to beat the Rams to get in there. Rams, Cowboys, Packers, and the winner of Rams-Bucks would be impressive. It would. And... I stand by what I said, but if you get through all of those teams, it's difficult to just write them off in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they were just they were just there in 2019 with Kansas City. Yeah. I don't like Jimmy. We won, but it was close. I don't for, like Jimmy Graves in the Super Bowl, though. But I haven't liked Jimmy Graves in any of the games this year, and no. they win. And they keep winning. So, very regular season, season Titans-esque. Can't tell you why they're winning, but they just keep doing it. I can like tell you why. Last Debo. Two, the last two or three plays of the game, Debo limped to the sidelines and George Kittle limped to the sidelines. Kittle's hurt every five fucking plays. I agree. But if those two are anything serious, they are fucked. I don't care who wins this game. Yeah, Debo got lit the fuck up. If Debo's <laughs> he got hurt, smoked. I'm not even going to say Kittle. If Debo's hurt, they're fucked. Yes. Dead. Because that their offense completely revolves around him, as it should. He's going to get so paid. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to see how that shakes out. It still gets on my nerves that they keep putting him in at running back when Elijah Mitchell's good. Elijah Mitchell's very good. Keep Debo out there and throw the fucking ball to him. He had two catches. But again, there at the end of the game when they did that when they did that first down to be able to run it down to kick the field goal, mm. they give it to Debo. That you one gotta, ripped my soul out. You have to give your best player the ball in those situations. That's your best player. Like, I was like all right, Green Bay just got to get a stop here. That's uh-huh. it. We're in good shape. That's all we got to Oh, my God. He just kept rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. It's the first down. And then they picked up more yards to make it an even easier field Because it was like a yep. 52-yard field goal, I think. And then they knocked they it got another nine-yard run. Which, Robbie Gold's good. Okay, but 52-yard field goal in the snow and the cold. Shit happens. 45-yard field goal? Doesn't sound like a lot. It's a big difference. Yes. And he fucking hammered it. Yes, just like McPherson and Cincy. McPherson coming out. That was a 52-yard field goal, I think. And him walking out and telling Joe Burrow, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship before you kick it. Legend. Jesus. That's Especially a for a kicker. Like, that's a very, I feel like that's a very uh, superstitious position. Kind of like a pitcher. Like, you don't talk about much. You see Cincy tweet after the game? All caps. This is why you draft a kicker. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's had like six game-winning field goals this year. He's a rookie. This one. A fucking rookie. But walking out there calling your shot is fucking wild. To Joe Burrow, who is known for doing the same. Right. I mean, they're fucking feeling it. They're about to run into a buzzsaw either way. Yes. But they are fucking fun to watch. Yeah, they are fun to watch. The game sucked. Boy, what if all this lead up to this Super Bowl this year, all the football talk we've done, it ends up being like Cincinnati 49ers in the Super Bowl? That'd be fucking wild. Be gross. Nobody would have saw that coming. It's going to be weird to say with them being our division, I'm, I am heavily rooting for the, for the Bengals if that happens. It's their okay. first AFC well, championship. Most people wouldn't do that, but they're in your division. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to touch that. Joe Burrow's too fun to watch. I can't help it. He did not look good I don't against care. Tennessee. He's terribly fun to Tannehill watch. Tannehill looked good when AJ throwing Brown's, to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's touchdown that he caught. Sick. Was stupid. When they threw the ball, 
I thought I thought it went out of bounds. I thought it was nowhere close to him because I lost the ball. And then I see him hold it up in the back of the end. So I was like, what the fuck happened? And then it zoomed in and it went right into his left arm. He didn't even have to touch it they, with his they second had a hand. hold of his other arm and it was just... Uh, it went right into his left he hand. He didn't even reach out and no. grab it. It just fell into his fucking fell. arm. And he literally just cupped his fingers over the point. Like, it, it right as if you're running the ball, that's how the ball was placed in his fucking arm 44 yards out. Yeah, he couldn't have handed it to him any better. And it wasn't, Filthy. A, it wasn't a little dinky pass. No, it was a 40-yard fucking bomb with two defenders. I mean, that's that's all you need from Tannehill. Yes. We need a couple of those, and that's it. When he throws to A.J. Brown, good things happen. It was weird seeing Julio celebrating with him. Like, oh, I forgot he's on this fucking team. They both look the same. It used to be Julio and then everybody else when you talked about receivers, and now Julio's a hype man. Julio and A.J. Brown, Brown, whenever I see them both running down the field, like just see their backs, they both look like the same fucking player. Well, and A.J. Brown being 11 is very confusing. Yes. Julio looks wrong in number two, but yes. he looks wrong on the field anyway, right? He now. doesn't he's, look like he belongs. No, he's he's long for the ride. And Derrick Henry not being able to get the two-point conversion was hilarious. No. Before that, fourth and one, they lined Derrick Henry up about 14 yards deep to get he ahead always of steam. Does that. And as soon as they handed it to him, he jump-stopped and tried to shimmy. Yeah. And got dropped. What are you doing? I don't know. You need one yard. Just lay down at the line of scrimmage and you get the first down. You are a ginormous human. Known for throwing people off you or running people over, and you try to get cute six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Did the same thing on the two point. Did the same fucking thing on that two point conversion. But if you get that first down, it's over. If you get that two point conversion, we're talking money. Yeah. And instead, it's six six to start the game. What are you doing? I don't hate the play. I don't hate the decision to go for two there early. I hate the play call. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, I mean, I. Again, Derek Henry's first game back, and you expect him to look like he did week two. Not going to happen. Look at Foreman. Foreman came in there and was lighting it up. Yeah, needing him to look how I looked in week two is one thing. Needing him to get fucking two yards. Yeah, fair. Like, come on. That's fair. Otherwise, if they go for two and they throw it and they don't get it, you're talking about We're not Marsh- surprised because it's Tannehill. Well, <laughs> no, but you're you're going back to, like, Marshawn Lynch territory. Like, you need two yards, you couldn't give it to Henry. Like, I don't – I think he's fucked if he makes any other play call there. Same with the same with the fourth down. Like, you have to go for it. You're going to give it to Henry. I just don't know what he was doing. He's going to shake the whole fucking defense. Just run him over. You're huge. Yeah, Cincinnati only had uh, one touchdown. That was a run from Joe Mixon. Yeah. He was bottled up most of the game. He just broke that 15-yarder for a touchdown. It was, it was a nice run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals were like 0 for 6 on their first third downs. Their average yards to go were 15 because he was sacked 11 fucking times. And they lost. How do, how do you have that many sacks and you lose? I don't fucking know. But every time Joe Burrow dropped back, there was four people in his face. And we were we talked about previously the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh better be Lyman, 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 Lyman. Right. When when Pittsburgh played Baltimore, they were like Pittsburgh had eight. The, t- the game that TJ had four, Pittsburgh had eight. I'm like holy shit, they sacked him eight times. They sacked him eleven times. Yes, and they lost. Gross. That is impressively bad. The previous record from Tennessee was seven sacks in a game. They shattered it, and they lost. Along with their hopes and dreams. Yes, and they lost. You think they get rid of Tannehill? No. I think they got to do something. Oh, I think they should too, but I just don't think they will. The fact that he was drafted as a quarterback initially is fucking bananas. It makes Mm -hmm. no sense. And the fact that he's played this long. Makes no sense, because when he was in Miami, he did not look very good. But he had Adam Gase there with him, so... 
That man for, will for make a long them. time. That's what they said. I the only benefit to Adam Gase was quarterback. His quarterback whisperer. He didn't. He ain't whispering shit. Oh yeah, Peyton Manning. Maybe Peyton Manning was just very fucking good. Maybe Adam Gase rode Peyton Manning's coattails, and maybe he's been a joke ever since. Correct. Googly eyed fuck. Correct. So, Titans are done. Mm-hmm. Since the advances, mm-hmm. awaiting the results of today's Bucks Rams. Bills Chiefs. What? Oh yeah, my bad. My bad. Let's talk about those. Let's recap. Let's start with Bucks Rams. Okay. I still believe what I put in my parlay that is now dead thanks to the Packers. <laughs> uh, I still believe the Rams are going to win. Very well could happen. The Rams have shown me no consistency throughout the year whatsoever. Nope. So the fact that they and just... If the Bucks beat them 35-7, to 7, would I be surprised? No. <laughs> you will be able to tell by the end of the first quarter how that game's going to go. Because Stafford will have either fucked up by then... Or he'll have 200 yards, two touchdowns. It's one or the other. There seems to be no in-between. I have no reason to believe the Bucks will not look prepared. Should be a good game. That's the other thing. Both of the games we got yesterday, now the, the Niners and Packers game was, was a little slow. They were both doo-doo. But the end of the game, like it came down to the last minute. The game was not a blowout. It was never decided. Like yeah. That's the shit that sucks. Like, you get all hyped up for these playoff games, and then it's over before it starts. That didn't happen yesterday. I don't expect it to happen today. I would be deeply disappointed if either one of those games... There's a reason these two are who's playing today. There's a reason. These two games, not two people. There's two. There's four people. You get it. Yeah. I'm sticking with the Bucks. You're sticking with the Rams. What gentleman's best we have for yesterday? Because I th- think you took Tennessee. I did take Tennessee. Tyler gets a dub. <laughs> and then today, we got gentlemen's bets on both these two games. Mm-hmm. I'll take Rams, 34 bucks. $30. 30 Rams. I'll say... 34-24 bucks. Ooh, that'd be embarrassing. Might have to move on from Stafford after that. <laughs> With what draft picks? What, oh, what money? They're this fucked. was going to say, the, the Packers are like, after going into the offseason, like $44 million over the salary cap, which is second place. To who? The Saints, as always. I don't know how. What have they why. fucked up? I don't know who what they're have paying. They, well, we know that receiver. Yeah, stupid fuck has been on the IR for ten years, but I mean, still like a trade lot of, Michael Thomas. There's several teams that have high paid receivers. Who the fuck else are they paying? Uh, Cameron uh, Jordan, Taysom uh, Hill. I don't know if he met the criteria, but Demario Davis from uh, linebacker from Arkansas. Well, not our University of Arkansas, but Arkansas State. Marshawn Lattimore making a good chunk, I assume. Yeah, yeah, he's probably got to be making a good chunk. I'm sure one or two of their linemen are probably making good money. Kamara's probably already been paid. I didn't look into how much it was, but if you're more That's than crazy. 44 million over the cap, you and, should, and your team's not very good. Well, you should go into every <laughs> year being a contender before yeah, the season that's starts. What I'm saying. And they are not no. even close. No. Like you take Kamara off that team, they are fucked. 
Makes no sense. Yikes. I did not know they were that bad. And that's that $44 million over the cap is without Devontae Adams' potential contract. Oof. I don't know what they do. There's going to be several cap casualties there. Packers fans, strap in. You're it's about looking, to get bumpy. You're going to be looking at a vastly different team. Expect some turbulence. Not only are you going potentially from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, but he's not going to have near the supporting cast they have right now. It's just not possible. Bakhtiari not playing last night was bad, too. You're not gonna. You're just not going to restructure away $44 million. Nope. Some people are leaving. Rodgers and Adams are. And they're both going to Pittsburgh. Do you imagine? No. Yeah, I mean, I I've imagined several times. <laughs> I think I even said it on here. If that happened, I one hundred percent expect it not to happen. If it happens for some ungodly reason, how fast will you put your dick in your hand? You you, <laughs> if you if you see that news break, the next episode that you listen, he's going to be insufferable. I would start your volume on about four <laughs> because it's going to be loud and. The unfortunate part for everybody else is it's going to be loud up until the season starts, and then it might get worse. Because we're going to have months to talk about nothing else. We got the draft. Yeah, which I care zero about at that point. <laughs> we got our dudes. We're done. Yeah, what the fuck? Next. Also, Devin Bush is looking kind of busty. Yeah, that's not a secret. In that draft, everybody's like, oh, Devin White or Devin Bush? Can't go wrong. You can. Devin White. <laughs> he said you can. Very good. <laughs> Now, I, I still He's kind of looking busty with, with the Bucks too. He ain't been doing that great this year. I'm not going to say that. I don't... According to the almighty PFF. Yeah. I don't expect... Or I don't I don't regret the decision. Like, it was the right decision at the time. It, and, was, your, it was your need. And I was shocked that they traded up for yeah. somebody who was definitely going to take him. They tried. Like, I think the, I think the Broncos were definitely going to take him if they stayed there. And I think the, the like they picked Noah Fant with that pick, which I think they would have switched. I think Pittsburgh probably would have taken Fant had they not been able to trade up. So they needed at the time. He was yeah a good prospect, and just is not working out. But we digress. Digress. Kansas City, Buffalo. Mm. Good weather. No excuses. I am so it's like forty-four degrees and sunny. I'm so hard for this game. It's the late game too, right? Yes. And the even better thing, it's a late game, but Central Time, it's 5.30. Oh. So we don't have to fucking stay up all night long. That's we ain't got to be late. Game will be over at fucking 8.30. That's I, what I'm talking about. I can about. get How much Your Mother back on the screen for another couple hours before I go to bed. <laughs> fucking perfect. Kansas City's going to beat the fucking piss out of Buffalo tonight. I think definitely not. Kansas City's going to beat the fucking piss out of them. Well, all right, what's your score then? What are you talking about? 38-27. I mean, a nine-point victory is beating. That's 11. Seven. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's 11. 38-27. That's a crush. Oh, okay. And the NFL, anything over double digits, that's a crush. Mm. And I'll take 38-27 Kansas City, and you motherfuckers are going to see. I have not seen other – I've seen one person pick the Chiefs. One. Every other fucking Good Morning America uh, – uh, Good Morning Football, uh, the cast of ESPN, and the cast of uh, Fox with Nick Nick's on there. Nick, of course, chose Kansas City, but – Oh, Broussard did too. But other than that, it's Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. That's all you see. It's Buffalo, Buffalo. They're saying, okay, I got another thing to tell y'all. A funny thing to tell y'all. I don't think I told you guys this. Uh, I don't think I screenshot. Did I screenshot the motherfucker? I don't think I did. I think it Nick Wright should shave his head again. Why? Because his hair creeps me out. Just disturbing like looking he hair? Has a, he has a fucking rat face anyway. And I thought being bald 
accentuated his rap face and made it worse. It doesn't. And I don't know that it didn't. It's the hairstyle that he chose that's fucking terrible. It didn't. It's, it's <laughs> like a... It's like he's in that awkward phase of growing his hair really long, which I don't think he's doing, which does not, which explains zero as to why it's length that it is. We forgot to mention that Luke has committed to uh, Arkansas, bitches. We got the number four, the number eight, and the number 15 tied in, committed to Arkansas for 2023. We now have the number three recruiting class for 2023. And that <clears throat> OU pipeline to Arkansas is doing it's numbers. Thriving. Right now. And if we get uh, Gentry Williams, too. The five-star corner slash running back out of Oklahoma, who's the number one player. Did you know A.J. Green was the number two player in Oklahoma when we got him? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. He was the number two. Uh, there's another player on our team right now who is the number two. Luke has is the number three in the state. And then if we get Gentry Williams, he's the number one in the state. <gasps> I don't think we talk about it on here. Traylon Smith leaving does open up the running back room a little bit. Yeah, I'm about to say kind of. That's one less person. Because it's Dominique me. Johnson and Rocket Sanders right. 90% of the time. Right. Um. Anyway, there was a tweet up for the Bills thing because they're saying, you know, they're saying Josh Allen is having his best year of his career and Mahomes is having his worst year of his career. Mahomes has more yards, more touchdowns, less picks, and a better QBR. That's Josh Allen's best ever and Patrick Mahomes' worst ever. Yeah, but both things are still true. Well, they're just my, my thing is that they're just completely writing Mahomes off like he's not good. It's all Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Mahomes fa- did better than Josh I mean, it's Allen. It's a fabrication in your head, though. It's, it's everywhere you look. It's all that it's talked about is Josh no, Allen. You Josh saying Allen. That they think Mahomes is not good is a fabrication in your head. Look at the, all the reels you can find. It's who do, which quarterback you think is going to outdo tonight? Oh, Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen. Blah, 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 well, if you're talking blah, blah, about blah, how high they are on Josh Allen, that does not mean they think Mahomes is Well, bad. they just don't talk about Mahomes is my thing. It's just like they pretend like it's just, ah, uh, it's a given. Of course he'll do good, but it's not like <laughs> it's not like Josh Allen good. Well, if okay, were, come on. You want, him, you want him to downplay how good he is so they can say how good he is after he did it? No, no I, I just want them to too. hold people accountable. If Josh Allen plays bad like he has done in the big, the big wins, most big wins that the, the Bills have had, the following game was bad. That was all through the regular season. But they don't hold anybody accountable. When Mahomes throws two interceptions in a game, they crucify him on fucking national TV. Because he doesn't do it. Yeah. Like you're you're not gonna get the praise when he's his his MVP year and not have them crucify him when he does something wrong. It's the LeBron like, James effect. It's like, I'm, I'm over it. It's like Aaron when he throws it's like, oh, he threw two picks in that game. Yeah, it brings him up to three on the year. Right. Like you're gonna get you can't have you can't have the fucking spotlight when it's good and not when it's bad. Mahomes threw less picks than Herbert, Allen, um, Matt Stafford. I feel like uh, a lot of people have thrown less picks than Matt Stafford. I could be wrong, but I feel like he's thrown about 100. Out of all the elite quarterbacks, he's right there just with everybody else. Same thing. He threw less He threw less picks than Joe Burrow, threw less picks than, like, everybody. But the hype that you hear is just like, eh, Kansas City's, eh. But did you see Joe Burrow? Did you see Joe Burrow the other day? Yeah, the Bengals you see are Josh historically Allen? bad. Woo! Josh Allen, he's something now. The Bengals and Bills are historically bad. So Not the, in the last five like years. good. The Bengals, yes, they were. No, the Bills. The Bills were, the Bills up until last year, I don't think anybody thought them as a threat for the Super Bowl. Last year, I think, is when that started. So naturally, when teams are bad for forever, and you get a chance to talk about them, you're going to do it. Very similar to when the Chiefs went from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs were talked about fucking everywhere. Because the Chiefs is just, you didn't talk about it. Same reason with the Browns. The Browns, they got Baker, they got Odell, they got all these pieces. Nobody could shut the fuck up about the Browns. 
Not because anybody, I mean, I'm sure there were people that thought the Browns were going to the Super Bowl. You're foolish. They're still the Browns. But Baker it's, Mayfield it's, still stinks. It's, it's the fancy new thing to talk about. Baker Mayfield getting surgery again. Last, Unfortunately, last surgery on Mahomes show. coming out and throwing for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns in his first year starting has set the bar so goddamn high Correct. that if he does not outplay himself, he is not elite anymore. Correct. Which, well, yeah. But I think uh, if you're being compared to yourself for the future, you're in good shape. Yeah. And another thing people have forgotten, they want to talk about how young Josh Allen is. They do realize he's the same age as Patrick Mahomes, right? You do realize this is Mahomes' fourth year starting. Mm-hmm. But they talk about, all oh, the young buck Josh Allen. Oh, he's rounding in. They've been in the league the same fucking amount of time. The problem is Josh Allen sucked for two years. Now, all of a sudden, he's good. And it's like, whoa, there's a new kid on the block. You do realize Mahomes is fucking 27 years, 28 years old. They've been in the league the same amount of time. Yeah, but he's the new. But he's not the young buck anymore. Josh Allen is. What? He's the newest up-and-coming thing, regardless of when he came into the league. Like you said, he was not anything super special his early years. No, I did say that he sucked, and I did say he would not work. <laughs> I was wrong. And now there's a candle on the table behind you with his face on it. Yeah, that's thanks to Macy. <laughs> Anybody that I start liking in sports, I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I kind of like this guy. She comes along, makes me not like him. <laughs> she did it to Damian Lillard. Now, look, his career's ass this year. <laughs> she's doing Josh Allen now he gets to get his booty spanked tonight I'm sure she wishes by him by her but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think tonight is going to be fantastic what's your prediction I took the bills yep I still genuinely have no idea what's going to happen I'm going to stick with the bills I'll say twenty-eight, twenty-four. ooh low scoring for them yeah I, mean, I think that'll still hit the over. No, the over under is like 54. On a normal day. I think it's 54. 28-24. Pretty exciting game. Damn, I got to go to period to get cheater day. They got it 52-47. So, I mean, it's, it's Kansas City minus one. Like, everybody's expecting a fucking Oh, my God. Game. It went down another half point. Mm-hmm. It'll, kiss, it'll keep doing it because of the money that's going on in this game. Uh, over under 54. That's what I thought. So, if you, you said what, 27-24? 28-24. I can't do math very well. That's 52. So that hit the under? Yeah. Mm. It's going to be fantastic. I think there's going to be a lot more scoring than people think. I also realize that the Bills' defense is good. That's problematic. I wouldn't say our defense is good. Because you know what we did last game? We started Dan Sorensen. <laughs> did you see his pro football focus rank under his name when they when they were announcing the starting uh-huh. lineups? 90 out of 92. <laughs> And he's starting in an NFL playoff game. He's going to get you a big moment or two. Uh, he can also blow the fucking game for you. I didn't say it'd be a good big moment. <laughs> I said he will be a part of a big moment once or twice in the game. Oh, I am so scared. I am so nervous for tonight. Yeah, you should be. It's it's just one of those games that... This is problematic. A lot riding on this fucking game. Just, the, just thinking about... And I can remember... Back in the day when Pittsburgh was a, a viable option in the playoffs. <laughs> Long ago, it feels like. <laughs> Four scoring seven years ago. <laughs> Them playing the later games of the round, watching teams get it. Like, for instance, watching yesterday's game, the Packers losing, watching them walk off the field, is that shocked feeling that you felt, knowing that that could be your team, is exhausting up until it happens. That's why I would much rather prefer to have the early game so I can enjoy the late game. Because with the late game, you can't enjoy the early game. I'm All you're doing to, is sweating bullets waiting on your game. 
If we lose, I'm going to fucking freak. <laughs> if you lose, you rooting for the Bills in the Super Bowl? No. I'll root for the Bengals in the next round. Mm. I'm not going to root those sons of bitches on if they beat us. Well, this is not even one of those situations where it's like, oh, root for the team that beat you. That's not a meme. I just mean the Bills. I hope I would enjoy. At this point, the Packers are out. The team I would most like to see win the Super Bowl out of the teams that are left are the Bills. Then probably Cincy, but I don't think Cincy has a chance. I don't know, not has a chance. I don't think Cincy's going to get the Super Bowl. And if they do, I don't the think Bucks they win. Bucks or the Rams. Rams. They both would. Fuck the Niners. I mean, if the Niners somehow True. make it. I don't know. Because the, 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 the Bengals front seven. A fucking nine-win Niners team uh-huh. wins the Super Bowl. The the Bengals front seven has some injury issues, and that's a problem playing the Niners. Nick Bose is a freak. He is a freak. Uh, Armstead's a freak. <laughs> Fred Warner, freak. They uh, they will be in Joe Burrow's face if that, if that happens. Yes. I don't know. Chiefs roll. I feel it in my bones. I have to say it louder so I can drown out the doubt that I have in my head. <laughs> Just speak over it and make it go away it's very possible they're like they're, i just feel like it's a revenge game dude i just feel like it's a revenge thing yeah it for both teams for both yeah i mean but week five they fucking thumped our dicks in <laughs> the only surprising outcome is if this is a game like last night where it's 13 10 no chance i agree but anything outside of that i, I think it could be, be a 40 something a 40 something game i think both defenses are good enough that that's not going to happen but i think like i think you're forgetting the dan Torrance is on the field <laughs> maybe <laughs> Diggs is just going to run you're a route straight to a, him. You're expecting a Philip Gaines against Denver type Yes. Game? <laughs> 240-something yards <laughs> and three touchdowns. And oh, Philip Gaines God. was cut the week after. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> Who was that, Emmanuel Sanders that yes. kept fucking torching him? Yep, sure was. My, granted, that was Peyton Manning days. And it was prime Emmanuel Sanders. He was, yeah. he was good back in the day. Yeah. That's all I got. Chiefs roll. Good games tonight. Very excited. Need y'all to root for the Chiefs. Root for the Chiefs. I also need you to check in on your boy if the Chiefs lose because I might kill myself. Well, I'm not going to do that because this is this unspoken thing that we uh, have. Yep. We've don't had fucking message me. Don't. <laughs> I, was t- I was texting Bradley last night. We were watching both watching the 5 the Packers game, and when that when they blocked that punt, all I texted him was, oh, no. And then I, the next message I sent was, this ought to be a good fight. And he answered it, <laughs> and then he responded, and he was like, I, by the way, I do appreciate you just going straight to the fights. <laughs> of course. You have to do that. I've been, I've been a part enough. Heartbreak. You just don't talk about it. Nope. You you let them bring it up, and once they bring it up, then you go. You bury it deep down inside and because never bring it up again. If you're gonna if you're gonna reach out to a friend about the game afterwards, you're conceding that you're over it, and here comes all the shit that comes with it. But you don't do it before. You don't you don't speak first. Nope. You let it fester. You let them grieve, <laughs> and then you bury their fucking nose in it. I might not talk to anybody until Wednesday when we record if we lose. <laughs> I might just not talk to anybody. Just don't get any of it out until we get on these airwaves. Yep. Mm. <laughs> We're going to win. So I don't have to worry about it. That's all I got. Check out the interview with Bray Cook. Check out the website. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Show's over. As always, thanks for listening. 
Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.